Well, we were just talking about Britain, and I think this is really interesting. Uh, green burials in Britain, uh, they are very popular. as uh, They're just as popular as conventional burials now in some part of uh, Great Britain. First green burial in Britain took place in 1993. Now there are 350 sites across the U.K., and there are a large number of natural burial areas. Some people choose them because they have the desire maybe to become a tree or to be among a nature. They also wish to make a minimal impact and leaving a positive legacy on the planet and, a, and someplace pretty for people to visit. Here to talk about green burials, uh, Mark Richardson, manager of uh, cemetery services for the city of Niagara. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. So now, Mark, what do you do? Well, uh, I manage uh, 21 cemeteries for the city of Niagara Falls, and most recently, or two years ago, we added Willow's Rest to uh, our existing cemetery, Fairview Cemetery, uh, which is the region's, Niagara region's first large green burial site. Now, describe a a burial site conjures, you know, a lot of imagery that I think, uh, you know, a cemetery doesn't. You know, burial site, you just think of... You know, someone, uh, an, um, uh, one of the archaeologists digging in the ground. Like, how are sure. these burial sites marked, and what is a green burial? Sure. Uh, well, first, I'll, I'll preface this by saying uh, Willow's Rest is two acres within an existing 77-acre conventional cemetery. Uh, so Fairview Cemetery is um, does have the conventional headstone layout, um, but Willow's Rest is a, is a piece off to the side on its own, and it's a two-acre wildflower meadow. Uh, Two years ago, we planted 15,000 wildflower plugs, and to date we've planted upwards of, uh, well, now 600 trees. We just planted uh, 400 more small trees in and around the area. Uh, So it does look entirely different. It's a naturalized space with a pathway that leads into it, um, so you can walk through the trees, and into a wildflower meadow. It's it's really stunning. It's a beautiful return to nature, if you will. I understand it does attract nature as well. A lot of wildlife flocking, literally, to the sites of these green burial sites. Absolutely. We uh, so we were really fortunate when we developed Willow's Rest to uh, have the opportunity to install nine beehives. Those hives have now grown to, I believe, about 16 beehives. And obviously, when you uh, incorporate that number of uh, pollinators, uh, beads, bees, butterflies, dragonflies, you're also going to attract um, new species of birds or, or, or uh, new flocks of birds, if you will. Um, so we've had bank swallows take up residence in the, uh, in uh, just adjacent to, uh, uh, or to, uh, to the green burial section. And of course, we now have the predator birds that are, that are taking up residence. We have red-tailed hawks and split-tailed fal- uh, falcons, which prior to the development I'd never seen at the cemetery before. So, wait a minute, let me understand this. Uh, are the bees producing honey? They are, absolutely, yeah. Are you are selling producing. the honey? What are you doing with the honey? We will be very soon, actually. The honey is is just being jarred. I believe we'll have about 100 jars of honey for sale. Uh, we're calling it the sweet hereafter, and uh, we'll be selling it for $10 per jar. And actually, that, that money will go back into the community. Um, This is a a partnership with small-scale farms, and they harvest the honey, and then they they use that money to help feed people uh, who are having troubles um, feeding themselves. Wow, that's an interesting initiative. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about green burial. Uh, How is it done, and how does it differ from traditional burial? 
Well, it's actually, there are a number of misnomers that uh, surround green burial. In fact, it's very similar. Um, the burial itself is very similar to a conventional burial. Um, but I will say what, what separates the two is that uh, there are five principles. The first is that the body is not embalmed. Uh, so we're removing those chemicals from, from, the, from the burial. Uh, the body is still placed in a casket or a shroud. Um, but the casket or the shroud is made of, of natural materials, um, and they don't use chemicals or any metals or glues to, in the production of, of those materials. Uh, so the body is then buried directly into the earth without a cement uh, vault or fiberglass liner, and then the earth is returned to its natural state. And in each um, natural burial ground or green burial section, um, each one is designed a little bit differently. But memorialization is reserved to a kind of a singular area or a communal memorial. In Willow's Rest, we have a very large piece of limestone uh, that was locally quarried um, and or from a local quarry. And on that monument, we will etch the names of all of the loved ones who are interred in that section. So it eliminates the need for individual memorialization or individual headstones on each and every grave, thereby eliminating all of the concrete that would typically be used uh, for the installation of those of those monuments. So you still have uh, a site that you can go to to pay respects, but you can also walk through uh, the meadow. And it's, it's to me, it seems like a really beautiful evolution of, uh, you know, a final resting place. The only thing that I think uh, would be interesting uh, as far as is the timing. If there's no embalming, mm-hmm. that means you have three days that the body, you know, it, it can be uh, around for visitation before it's interned, correct? Well, I think, um, and this area isn't uh, is my area of expertise, um, but I will say in, in the conversations that I've had with uh, funeral homes, uh, and death doulas uh, um, and people that are directly involved um, in the funeral side, uh, they indicate that it all depends on the body and the condition of the body uh, upon their death. Um, so it could be three days. It could be extended. There are cooling products and methods to preserve the body for a period of time so that families can still have a viewing. Um, but it is, uh, you know, it is. You can't delay a funeral for too long. Exactly. Waiting for people to come back uh, if they're in other areas of the world. Cremation still the most popular option by far, but 70% of Ontarians are cremated. Uh, do you uh, think that this is going to actually take some of those, you know, that percentage away from cremation? Do you think there are more people that would be um, interested in the green burial? I think we're certainly seeing a shift. Um, many people who have elected to to have a loved one cremated have done so because they really don't have an affinity to a cemetery. Um, in fact, my own personal choice prior to learning and developing a green burial site was to be cremated and scattered in Algonquin mm. uh, Provincial Park because that's where I felt most closely connected to the to the earth or to the world. Um, and we're speaking to more and more people um, that that are moving from cremation to green burial for that very reason. You know, instead of taking their loved one and scattering them up at the cottage, they're now finding a natural site um, where where they feel connected. And getting back to the idea of the memorial, um, something that you had alluded to, when you walk into a green burial site, the entire area serves as a memorial uh, for for the loved ones who are interred there because 
they've they've been returned to a, a natural setting which they truly felt connected to. And are green burials more uh, cost efficient as well? They, they can be. It really boils down to the family's uh, or the the person's preference. Um, uh, there is an argument that that families can save money because they're not purchasing an individual uh, granite memorial mm-hmm. if they were going to. Uh, they're not paying for the, the for the foundation, the concrete foundation that needs to be installed. Um, very often, the casket or the shroud can be less expensive. But I should say that there are some stunning wicker caskets or or handmade um, beautiful caskets that can cost. Um, you know, as much as a conventional uh, casket. So there is an opportunity for families to, to you know, uh, to save some money with, with a green burial. But uh, there are options that could make it as, a, as expensive as a conventional. Mark, do you think this is going to catch on? Absolutely. Um, you know, Niagara Falls is a, an hour and a half away from Toronto. We've had families that have been making the drive, uh, purchasing plots, so we're not only selling within the Niagara region, but we're now selling to people abroad. We've had people as far as North Bay call us, uh, wanting to come down and view the site. And um, I should also say, as, as a director on the Green Burial Society of Canada and a director with the, with the Natural Burial Association, I'm now being asked to give presentations to communities across Ontario um, who are interested in developing a green burial site of their own. So we're really seeing the interest grow, and we're seeing sites on a regular basis being developed and certified as green or natural burial sites. Really interesting stuff. Thanks so much, Mark. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Mark Richardson is a manager of Cemetery Services for the City of Niagara. It's Global News Radio 640 Toronto.